We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Dan. Dan, how's it going, my friend? Holy cow, buddy. We're here. Off-season is in full tilt. And uh, I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Living life. Loving it. That's good. You got the the Jesus locks flowing. You like that? And the beard? Yeah, I mean, he got got up there for us, man. It's the least I can do, you know? (laughs) It's a, <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Oh my goodness. Sorry. I, I'd cross no. myself, but I think I'd go to hell or something. Eh, <laughs> you just burst see, into flames instantly. I'll just see you there. <laughs> Lightning would come zapping down. Hey, I'll tell you what though. Hair is weird mm-hmm. because there is a point where you're like, mm, it's not quite long enough right. to put into a ponytail. And then it's like, it's too long. How did it get here? Yeah. What happened? Are you at the too long phase right now? It's crazy. It's crazy that it's like, you know, past my collarbones. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I look at my wife. I'm like, is my hair longer than yours? Goddamn right it is. This is, this is, (laughs) this is strange. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that's my little rant there, uh, man. The hair maintenance scheme probably gets a lot more complicated. Uh, you know, I think I'm about to, <laughs> I, I get tips from the ladies, right? Yeah. And I, I get told I'm about to experience what, uh, winter static electricity is like. <laughs> oh, just going to stand up all on its end and everything. When I'm brushing it, it already like, like attracts to the brush. That's I'm like, what so is this funny. nonsense? That's so. hilarious. But you're right. It's gorgeous. I know you said that, but, uh, you're preparing for your upcoming starring role in, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> so, well, cool. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, it's, you know, just chilling, sipping on a little uh, tequila Don Neron, the official oh, yeah. tequila of uh, Sporting Kansas City. Well, why so, wouldn't you put I, a little stevia in that bad boy? Stir it up. I am not actually a tequila person. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Not a big margarita guy. Thing. Not a tequila guy. You know, give me a little, uh, give me a bourbon. Give me some gin, some whiskey. Okay. Those are those. That's my go-to. But because you're trying to fight, that's what whiskey drinkers are. They want to fight. We, we just fight people. Okay. Yes. Tequila drinkers, they're like, mm, just want to party. Take my bit. party. Maybe take my pants off. I don't know. <laughs> Consensual pants coming off. But uh, whiskey's all like, hey, put them up, you son of a gun. See, I always thought whiskey was just like, I'm gonna sip on some whiskey while I sit in like a darkly lit room okay. that was like smoking <laughs> with cigars. <laughs> What are you? What are you listening to? Like Soundgarden or some shit? <laughs> hey, I might have some Soundgarden on my iPhone. Okay, hey, nothing wrong with it. Now, I'll tell you though, there are different there are different levels of drunkenness with whiskey. Yeah, it depends what kind of whiskey you have. Yeah, I used to do Scotch, but mm. when I got into bourbon, I was like, mm, "This is messy, Daniel. This is messy." <laughs> and beer, beer is just like, "Wow, why do you want to piss all night?" You know right. what I mean? I see. I do. I do like beer, but I've more recently gotten a lot more into cocktails, and so you know, an old oh, fashioned. Yeah. That's sort of my go-to. I love an old fashioned. Uh, so you know, just uh, and I don't go for the cheap stuff. Like I don't go for the super expensive stuff. But like I'm not gonna, you know, have like Wild Turkey or Jack Daniels. Like I, I need to have oh, like sure. You know, give me a little uh, Jay Rieger. Like I'll do that. You know, some Tomstown. You know, maybe a little uh, Buffalo Trace or whatnot. So 
Okay. All things that I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> you don't know Jay Rieger or Tomstown? They're Kansas City. I know City. Jay Rieger. I don't okay. know Tomstown, but. Yeah, that's good. Just that's good. I, I haven't, I have not had the uh, the devil's liquor in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm kind of out of the, the loop, oh, you that's know. okay. But you know what I, you know, my bubbly of choices, though. Well, well, like Topo Chico seltzer? from Whole Foods. Oh, Topo, Topo Chico. I mean, I mean, you you need a bottle opener to open it, for God's sake. That's how fancy it is. It's high class seltzer water. It's high class, dude. And the bubbles hit way harder than any other seltzer uh, you've ever had. The effervescence. Oh, yeah. You so put good. it on your tongue and it's immediate party time. Mm -hmm. Like it's a silent disco <laughs> on your buds. It's absolutely insane. It's a little fiesta uh, on your tongue. Yeah, and you're like, is this lemon flavored? No, it's nothing flavored. It's right. zero flavored. They do have a lime version and I think a grapefruit, grapefruit version, but ah. I'm I'm a big fan of just the regular plain Keep Topo simple. Chico. They made their label yellow, so it tricked me into thinking it's lemon. So mm. maybe that's where my brain's at. Yellow yeah. label, man. There you go. What flavor is that? Yellow. <laughs> yellow. I mean, that's what you do with Gatorade. <laughs> what flavor is that? Red? Absolutely. Flavor you go to the that? ice cream Purple? parlor, uh, give me some of that yellow right there. <laughs> <laughs> man, look. That's the dream. If we could get a Topo Chico sponsorship, maybe get a you know a case here and there for each of us, It'd be wild. Oh man, might have to might have to hit the Rosetta Stone though, because I don't, you know, it's a it's a bilingual situation. It is. What Although does Topo it's... Chico even mean? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna try to look that up here, but I do believe Topo Chico is owned or at least distributed by the Coca Cola Company. Wow. Well, that that makes it a less interesting drink. Like you, ah. you just ruined it. Topo Chico refers to, or it means uh, little mole. Is that right? Yeah. In 1895, a company began to bottle the water from the spring in Monterey, where the princess was said to have been cured and called this mineral water Ch Topo Chico. The wow. name, which translates to little mole, refers to the Cerro del Topo Chico, a mountain near the spring. Well, I had to have a biopsy on a Topo Chico one time. <laughs> <laughs> it was good it was fine it was not it was not cancerous i was good sliced it right off of me just sliced it it's not fun it's not a good time well i'm glad you're healthy yeah yeah absolutely I'm healthy but when you've moved on to other types of topo chico oh, i'm a moly man you know just we're all getting cancer someday so just i hope not you know just give it to me softly <laughs> well there's uh as you can tell by our opening banter um, off season not a lot of sporting kc news this week but there, there's there's a few things that i want to get into here in just a little well, bit not the least what of are we which gonna is, do uh, we're gonna salaries. not talk right we're gonna just I mean, not have a podcast let's be honest there could have been a game this week and this probably still is how it would have started it's not that different <laughs> from the regular season that sounds so, about right i uh it's not often we get reviews that that yell at us about our off-topic rants but it did make me feel better i sent this to you the other day i don't even remember who it was it was some college football guy like it might have been dan wolken i don't know somebody who does yeah yeah pretty major college football stuff and, and they have a college football <clears throat> podcast and and they snipped a, a review that they got and put it up and it was the same type of complaint you and i have gotten occasionally where it's like the first 10 minutes it's like they're talking about their kids and their family and like what they did <laughs> over the weekend like nobody how cared. dare they i only have so much time i don't want to listen to them talk about what's going on in their personal life give me what i want about college football and i'm like you know hey it's not just us <laughs> i pay for this free podcast damn right. it <laughs> so hey it's all good. Uh, but if you have not yet left us a rating or review, preferably a good one, five star, if you yeah. would be so inclined, uh, please go ahead and do so on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And uh, we'll read it, even if you are complaining about our 10 minutes of banter to start every podcast. But it's fine. I'll make it 12. I'll make it 12. Go ahead and complain. <laughs> just, I will make it 12. Just to spite people. I'll talk about the weather. I'll do it. <laughs> weather. <laughs> it's fucking cold. <laughs> well, in, until Friday and Saturday. It's going to be back yeah, in, in the 80s. Absolutely insane. I'm supposed to go to a freaking corn maze on on Saturday to make it, you know, do a little fall festivities. I'm like, how are you going to do a corn maze when it's 84 degrees outside? Well, and shorts and a t-shirt is what you're doing. It doesn't feel very folly. No. <laughs> folly. I, what happens is, uh, you know, I'm like, is it? My, my wife goes to the time put on the flannel sheets, you know, the winter, the wool right. sheets or whatever. And I'm like, mm, it's going to be cold, but I think we have to stick it out because it's going to get warm again. You got to get, you know, we weekend. got the bamboo sheets. They get kind of cold, you know, I think you got to get through the weekend and then it looks yeah. like you'll be good. Then the highs absolutely are in the low sixties and, and suddenly it's fall. Yep. We just hold out for it. So I, you know what I said? I said, I wasn't going to talk about the weather, didn't I? And here yeah. we are. Well, here it is. Look at us. 12 minutes. You're welcome. <laughs> 
so let's talk a little bit. The biggest news, I guess, uh, in Sporting KC this week is the, the final 2022 Sporting KC salaries were released. And yeah, wasn't a ton of new information in there because where can I find that? The, the, <laughs> you, well, the MLS Players Association tweeted it out. Uh, but okay. if you go to the bluetestament.com, they have an article about it on the front page of their website and they have the uh, the full salary list uh, there. Now, most of this information we already knew because MLS Players Association releases this information twice a year. So any player who is on the roster to start the year, we basically already knew what their salary was. We already knew Alan Polito was the highest paid player with a $2.2 million base compensate or base salary and $2.2 million in guaranteed compensation. There's a little bit of a difference there. It can be nuanced reasons as to why guaranteed compensation and uh, base salary is a little different. Could be bonuses, could be incentives, etc. For example, Felipe Hernandez's base salary is eighty-five thousand four hundred and forty-four, but he had a guaranteed compensation of one hundred nineteen thousand one hundred fifty-three. So it could be that he had thirty-four thousand or so in incentives in there that he hit. So it's it's certainly possible. Um, the ones that were most interesting in here was we had those two new signings. Obviously, we had Eric Tommy. And we had Willie Agata. I was particularly interested to see what Willie Agata's salary and or guaranteed compensation was because of uh, he was not one that came in with a ton of fanfare, but significantly outperformed probably his initial expectations. Yeah. Uh, but Eric Tommy obviously came in, took over, Sporting Casey's midfield. Uh, probably a little bit higher mm. expectations, a little bit bigger pedigree coming from the German Bundesliga. Uh, he's the third highest paid player on the team with a guaranteed compensation of 1.3 million, just over that base salary of 1.2 million. So uh, that's a, that's a pretty significant investment in the midfield. That um, he's actually a higher paid player right now than Gadi Kinda, who's currently listed as our third designated player, albeit very likely to be bought down and not be a designated player next year. But still, that's not a small investment. No, it's not. Um, it's always weird that these come out later because you just you look at that Willie Agata number and it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that can mean anything, right? Uh, it could be that they didn't think Willie Agata was going to do the things he did. Right. Uh, could be racism. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Willie Agata's uh, salary number, his base salary was $200,000 and his guaranteed compensation was 246875 Now, for uh, reference, we look at uh, another guy who played a similar position on the field for much of the season, and I don't mean to pick on him for any particular reason. He's just the closest direct comp, Kyrie Shelton. Kyrie Shelton's base salary and guaranteed compensation was $350,000 this year, which to be honest, actually isn't that much for a veteran MLS player. That's kind of like a middle-of-the-road salary. So I, especially even if Kyrie were backup right wing, $350,000, not terrible in terms of salary in modern-day MLS for a player who, who's uh, sort of a you know quality backup right wing, I would say. Um, definitely not quality starting striker caliber. Uh, but Willie Agata, $246,000? As a, a striker who was, you know, ended up being the co-golden boot winner for the team after playing what twelve games, that's an insane value. So in, insane return on investment, right? And I yeah. feel that uh, it's going to be. Gosh, you just hope he picks up where he left off. I, I, how can you you look at that those numbers and how is he down there making, you know, making Ben Sweat money, making Court, Courtney Ford money, uh, also Roger Espinosa money? I guess I. It's weird to see him making uh, 300k when I think not too long ago he was making like 750. He was, but I mean, I think we they re-signed him before this year to a new deal. I think they kind of yeah. probably told him like, hey, look, if we're gonna do this, we can't bring sure. him back at 750. You can't be. But a he played player. a lot more than they than they probably told him he would. I think so I because think he was they... great. He was great this year, and I don't think they expected Gadi Kinda obviously to be out the entire year. So I think yeah. they thought that. Kinda would probably be up there at the 10, Voltaire at the 8, Uri probably was the plan at the 6, probably. or Jose Mari, yeah. uh, lest we remember he was yeah, with that the team guy. at the beginning of the, uh, of the season. Uh, I, Roger was like, I don't know, man, borderline hustle MVP of the year, like just, just crushed it when he was in there every time. Pretty I mean, solid performance. 
Peter said in 2021 that he thought Roger and Zussi played more than he would have liked them to play that year. And they basically did the same, if not more, this year. Exact same, right? Like Zussi came in and out with injuries and stuff, of course. But when he came back, he was solid. And, uh, you know, little tease, barring things that go wrong. We're going to be talking Roger Espinosa next week. I said it. I said it. <laughs> it's out there in the universe. It is scheduled. We got the man himself. It's on the uh, books. Following up the uh, the currently interview with Lola Bonta, That's we're talking right. to we, the pool boy. We're roommates now. We are just we are <laughs> in their house, and it's a hell of a time. We uh, we had to get the exclusive interview with the pool boy after uh, currently broke news that the pool boy series might be coming back on Instagram at some point in the future. Absolutely, good, good. good. <laughs> you listened, did you? That's <laughs> I <fine>. did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh oh, well. I hope we can talk to him for a good long while he's been one of my favorites and uh, i know many of your guys's favorite players as well so yeah since uh he, he was here then wigan and then here again it's awesome for sure um cat's out of the bag should i have said that well i don't know we'll, if, if, if he's not here next week something fell through but we'll get him but it, when, it, when i'm excited should, i talk it's all i do should be roger espinoza next week here on no other pod so there you go look forward to it uh but willie agata look he's 23 years old he came over from um, Israel. It's not like he came over from the Bundesliga. So this is not necessarily um, surprising to me that he has a significantly lower salary than a player like Eric Tommy, who's a little bit older, uh, came over from the Bundesliga, probably had a little bit more expectation uh, when he joined MLS. But um, I don't know. I, I still think it's interesting that Willie Agata has that relatively small of a salary. And I don't think that they'll probably renegotiate it in this offseason because, let's be honest, we've said this before, you played 12 games. Um, that's not probably, from a business perspective, that's not a big enough sample size to then look at that contract and be like, okay, let's renegotiate it and give you $600,000 a year or whatnot. And, and instead, you're going to look at this and be like, okay, let's you know, good business. And, and, you know, we're thankful that we have somebody who is uh, that quality on, on that much value. Um, I would argue that Eric Tommy is also valued just in a different way because he really came in and anchored the midfield and to have somebody who anchored the midfield, who is a TAM player and not a designated player that way. Um, I think that's significant value for the team as well, but agreed. I don't know, man. It's, um, it is interesting just to sort of see how it all plays out. Of course, there are some people that are out of contract or have options that would need to be picked up. Andre Fontas, Nicholas Isi Matmarin are two uh, that stand out in particular as they are the fourth and fifth highest paid players on the team. Um, Marinos Janis is right there at 612500 um, which is right at that uh, max budget charge uh, for the, the U22 player initiative. So we'll see what happens with him. Didn't get a lot of playing time. Probably not enough for uh, how much you're paying for him. So we'll see. Yeah, man. We'll see what happens. It's uh, it's always so fun when these come out every year. And, uh, you know, you see uh, uh, a young Jake Davis making that 65-5, you know, feeling feeling good. Young gun making more than most adults. Woo! I was going to say, can you imagine being a teenager and somebody just hands you 65K a year? Yeah. Like, and wild. you would just, uh, you know, spend it wisely i'm sure when you are a child <laughs> i hope the club has some people like the club or the fa or their families somebody oh, has, totally. has people they put them in touch with because i mean i've heard yeah especially like actors like i just heard um so i forget who it was but you know they were a child star on disney or something like that and made two or three million dollars over the course of their disney acting career which like if you handle it well and invest it wisely or whatnot can really set you up for a long time and they're like nope literally blew through all of it i don't have a dime wow. of it left that's so, insane and they're like our age so it's like yeah that that's it's a bummer because you just you want to get the right people helping these these kids who haven't learned how to manage finances yet so hopefully you know i'm i'm sure they have someone uh, i will say you know caden pierre and john polskamp and, and cam duke played a and and felipe hernandez they played a whole lot more minutes than their salary justifies you know mm-hmm so it's uh, you know, look look for next year, man, to, to for those numbers to be a little different, and probably our roster as well. 
Probably. So it's, it is interesting. Peter Vermees uh, talked a little bit about the roster. Um, as of this recording, we still do not yet have roster moves uh, that have been announced for Sporting Kansas City. They don't need to announce them now. Uh, as Peter points out, uh, they don't have to do anything until November, which makes it sound like they're going to take their time and announce their roster moves. They're not going to rush it just for the sake of rushing it. Uh, but there were a couple of interesting quotes uh, that came out of his final media availability for the season. Um, he was asked about uh, potential uh, roster moves or if uh, the roster needs a large overhaul by uh, KC Stars Daniel Sperry. And Peter said, no, I do not. I do not think the roster needs a large overhaul. Obviously, with players returning, I think it's inevitable that everybody's going to make changes every year. A lot of it has to do with the salary cap. Obviously, there will be some changes. I won't get specific on positions. I will say there are some places we need to bolster the roster for sure. But we have time. We don't have to do anything until November. I'm not going to talk about any of those things right now. We're still contemplating a lot of different things. Some of it could be salary cap related. And when we get there, we'll make an announcement on some players, etc. So I don't think, and we kind of talked about this, especially toward the end of the year as sporting played so well. This isn't going to be an off season where like we come back next year and we're like, oh shit, it's an entirely new 11. Right. But it sounds like he has a couple of spots in mind maybe where he's like, we fix those and, and we're good. Sure. Sure. It's, uh, you know, probably the ones we've talked about, you know, the, maybe the, the D mid and, uh, and the center backs, you know, you just, like you said, though, it's not going to be a completely different team like we've seen before, but it will be, there will be a few changes, but mm-hmm. not many. Like this is our core group, man. We're going to have some younger guys. We're going to have some older guys and we're going to just have some returning guys mm-hmm. from injury. You know, it's going to be, it's going to get fun. And, I, and it- I'm excited. Like a, a lot of, a lot of these players ended the season excited regardless of not making the playoffs now it is interesting um because you know chad smith pointed this out on on blue testament but vermise does in his answer and i kind of i I cut it off before he got there too much because he kind of says a lot of the same thing but he does mention the salary cap quite a bit you know some of it could be salary cap related when we get there we'll make an announcement on some players the roster is always going to have pressure on it because of the salary cap and he continues to uh go on and and he even says some of those decisions will be based on the salary cap some of those will be based on some other players we might be bringing in and how those different players fit together um we've talked about andre ufantes and ec they didn't maybe live up to their million dollar a year salaries. They're two of the 10 highest paid play, uh, defenders in MLS. They're two of the top five highest paid players on the team. Fontas is out of contract and EC is, uh, he's got an option for next year. Mm-hmm. If Peter's worried about the salary cap and how to get this team reined in a little bit to fit under the salary cap, two high paid underperforming center backs might be a way to, maybe get some of that money back and rein in that salary cap problem a little bit. So a hundred percent, like it's, it's a huge chunk of money when they're the second and, you know, uh, third and fourth, uh, highest paid players on the team there. Yeah. It's, um, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, he didn't say anything specifically about center backs. Um, but I think given how the defense performed it, the inconsistent way in which the defense performed this past year, I think, all four positions on the back line are fair game for anything. I mean, I think we'll probably see in Denbe and Volader, uh, Courtney Ford, Caden Peter Graham, Graham back Zussi, next year, right, and, right. and probably Graham Zusi too. But goddamn right. <laughs> but like, I think Ben Sweat's under contract next year. But but I don't know. Maybe th- there's ways to to get around that if if they think yeah he, you know, he is he's he's here. I mean, he's not going anywhere unless they want to buy him out or whatever. You know. Maybe St. Louis needs a left back in the expansion draft. No, no. They they don't have DPs either. I don't know if you knew that. They, they have a Disney DP players. goalkeeper, but they, you know, not a DP. Daniel Shoutley said he's really excited to play against uh, Goofy or, or somebody. Uh, he, he just, uh, you know. just making fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it makes me happy. When I saw the, the video of, of Daniel Shoutley out there talking about the, uh, the designated Disney players that St. Louis might have, I was like, good. I'm glad that we're already doing this because this is ridiculous. I, I wish we'd be the first game uh, with, for them and it'd be away and we could go there 
and like you know those hats i'm pretty sure i have one at my mom's house somewhere that's like a goofy snout you know <laughs> from like 1997 disney from it was it would have been freaking yeah 94 disney with world or some shit yeah yeah absolutely exactly you think i wouldn't wear that with a sporting jersey <laughs> like just troll the hell out of him dude in fact i think i think my brother had a donald one and i think i also have a mickey one somewhere perfect we you could mean just, chris yeah absolutely dude <laughs> just rock it out we could get marissa one as well it'd be a hell of a time <laughs> i think uh hopefully the, the first tifo when we play st louis at children's mercy park has something to do with disney players Oh, it ought to, it ought to be like, uh, it's a small world and it's just like their stadium or something. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just flooded because it keeps happening. Oh my God. Between that and them literally trademarking and trying to get the, the, the rivalry named Derby Q off the ground. Like we need, we need to stop this. Is it, do they say Darby overseas? Is that how they pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, so they're probably trying to, it's the barbecue because it's like barbecue, barbecue but it's barbecue. Sure. Shut up, St. Louis. It rhymes. So Go eat some fried ravioli yeah. and some gooey what? butter cake. <laughs> and some freaking pro-bell cheese. What right. is that thing? I, it's here. not good. Get out of here. We're going to have some people coming at us because a lot of people like that cheese, man. A lot of people well, like it. You know, not a lot of people like St. Louis. So just <laughs> as a true. city. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm you already just, start. You're saying it's not a rivalry, but you're throwing you're throwing stones, my friend. I'm just hey, I didn't start it. They came at us with you know barbecue, and I'm just like, this is offensive to think that you're on this level. Could be worse. We're Maybe still in Austin's players. We're still in Austin's fans' heads for some my reason. God. I'm like, look, you're in the playoff. Maybe focus yeah. a little bit less on us and the ten man RSL team that you have to go to extra time and, and penalty kicks to, to beat. Okay. No, dude, they are obsessed with us. It's, like, I mean, it's God. weird. We haven't talked to them in probably a year, and they're still that, coming at us. We don't engage. We don't like. By the way, I went I went and creeped on the profile. Good oh, for no. you, sir, for not engaging. I know that took a lot of restraint. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably just shaking like, I got to own these fools. <laughs> there was a moment when they were poking fun, and I checked the scoreline, and it was 2-0 RSL, and I was like, ooh. There's some ammunition there. I'm glad but you didn't say nothing because that did not go that way. Well, I mean, look. Okay, congratulations, Austin. For 68 no. minutes, you were up a man over a team that was a seven seed. You were a two seed. It took you penalties to beat them. You're now going to be favored over Dallas, and you're going to somehow be like, we're the underdogs. Nobody believed in us. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Nobody likes you either. Oh, my Lord. Hey, they're still in the playoffs, and we're over here oh, just whatever. really counting down the days to 2023. They've got me to the point now where they're forcing me to root for – FC Dallas. And I don't like I, that about myself. I think it's a I think it's a great team to root for right now. I mean, I I I'm on that train, man. I mean, it, it's the closest FC Dallas is the closest connection to Kansas City still remaining in the playoffs. So there's Since, that. Uh, Minnesota got knocked out by uh, no, I, penalty. I don't mean that. I mean like ownership wise. Oh, uh, cuz like, the Hunts. I see. The Hunts, the saying. Chiefs, you know, FC yeah. Dallas, it's it's a whole thing. So uh you know, I think the Hunts kids are really into it as well. I know the uh, the boy Clark Hunt's son plays soccer down in that area. So yeah, yeah. I uh, I would rather Dallas advance than Austin, and then I hope Dallas gets destroyed. Is it a Texas versus Texas and Cali versus Cali? Yeah, in the it's conference semis, LA's against each other, and then it's uh, Dallas and Austin, which is Weird. wild considering last year that no team from the state of Texas and no team from the state of California made the playoffs. See, that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, it's pretty nuts. And then on the other side, it's uh, Philly and Cincinnati against Montreal and New York City. Right. Yeah, New York so. City just picking up where they left off, man. Good stuff. Did you see the tweet from uh, uh, Pablo Mar from The Athletic? And he's like, did uh, Gonzalo Higuain imagine that his uh, likely last game would be on a baseball field against a team that has dude wipes on their shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. 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 On a, Probably on a not the high point of his career. What what a trip it must be to play for <laughs> New York City, man, and to just have to play on baseball fields. Like, what a time. And not even the baseball field you normally play on. You have to go to the backup baseball field. Just a different one. Yeah, just the just baseball team that doesn't play baseball in the postseason, you know? It's... Well, they did for a minute, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> turns out you can win 100-plus games in the regular season. It doesn't really matter once you get to the postseason. Very brief, very brief. Yeah. I mean, and Kyrie Shelton knows all about playing for that team, man. What's incredible is, uh, as of now, 
the Yankees are currently beating the Guardians at the time of this recording in the eighth inning. They have a four-run lead. So um, if New York City wins and Cincinnati somehow beats Philly, we might have this exact same situation for the conference finals where New York City could not host the conference finals at Yankee Stadium because the Yankees will still be in the playoffs. That's amazing. So that's that's really the chaos we all need to root for. And we all know, like, soccer over baseball, right? I know we feel that. Um, it's Yankee unless, Stadium. Yeah, but it's not Savannah Bananas, okay? If you're not watching <laughs> Savannah True, Bananas. True, that's right. Yeah. The Yankees are the bananas. What are we talking about yeah. here? Yankees are bananas. So, uh, you know, there's fun baseball, and then there's regular baseball. <laughs> so, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like the guy just said, you know the single season home run record for the Yankees or the American league this year, you know, who the hell cares about that? Yeah. So no one cares about that. Give me NYC versus Montreal. I mean, <laughs> or yes. NYC versus Miami. A lot of, a lot of empty baseball stadiums these days, man. People just, uh, not going. So where they could play though, is uh red bull arena because red bulls won't need it anymore this year. That's, that's potential. Yeah. They might do that. It's uh just, again, pretty embarrassing to be oh sorry main rival in the league can we go use our your stadium for our home playoff game because we still don't have one even though we've existed for going on eight years now yeah what's that look like anyways how do you do you tell new york red bull like you have to give them money or is it just like a friendly like thank you i imagine <laughs> they just don't even exchange funds it's just like the red bulls as an organization make New York City bow down before them as an organization and just call them daddy or something like that just something sense. I don't know something where it's just like just acknowledge the ridiculous of the situation ridiculousness of this situation where you New York City FC are going to be playing in an arena that has a giant Red Bull logo on it and we are your biggest rivals not even in the state of New York yeah but they'll just be running all over that logo because they are in the playoffs I mean, and Red true. Bulls are not so that's true what are you gonna do it's true. I just need less Matthew McConaughey in my life. Although, can you imagine if Austin and LAFC get in the conference final and you have like Matthew McConaughey versus Will Ferrell and the 8,000 other celebrity owners that LA has? That's what MLS wants for sure. Hey, that's a hell of a time. And I, I don't know if you ever got around to watching Welcome to Wrexham on uh, Still on, on my list. Man, but I've been watching uh, House of the Dragon. I've been watching Rings of Power. There's Andor. There's too much going on. All right. Well, I'm, I'm up to date on all of that because I'm crazy <laughs> like that. But I will say, uh, welcome to Wrexham. Fantastic show. It will absolutely make you a fan of the team and start to follow them, which mm -hmm. has already been happening in my household. And they advanced in the fourth round of the FA Cup today. So that's pretty huge. So they're on to the round one, whatever that means. I guess fourth round is below the first round. I don't know how FA Cup works. What I'm getting at <laughs> is we'll, at one of the games, all the freaking stars were there, dude. I'm talking David Beckham. Mm -hmm. I'm talking uh, Kit Kit. Harrison is that no who's a uh Harrington Kit John Harrington Snow. yep and Will Farrell was there and they were like talking to interviewing him and he was like um I'm I'm Chet from uh from Toyota and uh, <laughs> he's we're just like why is he doing this and he's like I'm really just up here to make sure the buffet stays stocked and uh and the camera pans over there's absolutely no buffet at yeah. all Will Farrell <laughs> is a wild dude He's so wild, and he's like, uh, my prediction today is uh, uh, 20 red cards. And <laughs> <laughs> so just, you know, goalies facing off right. against each other, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it, it was fantastic, uh, that show, man. If you guys aren't watching that, there's like, it'll take you a while because there's like 16 episodes, but it's a damn good time. I'll need something now that Rings of Power is done and House of the Dragon ends on Sunday. So. Why don't you just hate Rings of Power, though? Isn't it bad? Oh, my God. No. I, love I heard Rings it's bad. Of power. No, shut, the people don't listen to the racists. Racist? No. The people who I'm say it's bad, to... it's like, oh, there's elves no. who aren't white, and it's like, surprise, no. elves aren't real. That Neither is not are what I'm saying. It's okay. I'm saying, I'm saying book purists. People who read the no. books are saying this is uh uh, uh this is blasphemy. It's from not the books. blasphemy because do they Tolkien... say they're white elves in the books? No, they don't. Spoiler alert: they don't discuss the race of the elves in the books. Yeah. Spoiler alert: again, elves my... aren't real. Guess what? I don't even care because I haven't read the book or really remember the movies whatsoever. Here's I'm the just thing. there to be wowed by 4K TV. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is based on the second age of Middle-earth, which there are very few actual extensive writings of Tolkien's, and some of his writings contradict each other because he never intended those writings to actually be published. So they're filling in a lot of gaps. They're working with his grandson. I like it. It's okay. People got to chill. 
So I don't see, I know nothing. I'm just like, uh, people don't like it because it's not from the books. I'm not over here pushing my glasses up. Like, no. let me tell you, you look the at rings of <laughs> people. A lot of people don't like it because they're like, oh, this is just another woke show that woke Amazon and woke Jeff Bezos. Because when I think of woke, I think of Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Totally. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, God. Anywho, you got me Dude, on a rant. It is, uh, you are ranting a little bit. Uh, you know, there was, like I said, I knew nothing about the show, but I watched yeah. it and pretended that I knew what was going on. Well, just to, to get back and, and put a put a bow on the Sporting KC roster segment. Like Legolas. Oh, like Legolas. Or like Aaron Deer, the new elf <laughs> in that's Rings a, of Power. Yeah. yeah, that's a person. That guy. I remember. Aaron Deer. Um, <laughs> it's not a person; it's an elf. I, I have to you. read recaps, my friend. I don't know what I'm watching. I have to go read s- some writings uh, from someone smarter than me. So you have been watching Rings things... of Power? No, I watched it. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me what you what you need to know? I can tell you. Well, I mean, like when 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 spoiler you just alert, did. You spoiler called me racist. Alert, hold on, spoiler <laughs> alert! If you have not watched the finale of Rings of Power, skip the next thirty seconds. But oh, like shit. like when Halbrand is there and he's like. He's given the information to Celebrimbor, and he's like, consider it a gift. And I'm like, oh shit, he's Sauron. He said it's a gift, because in the books, his name uh, meant gift giver. They couldn't use his name because they didn't have the rights to it. So when he was like, consider it a gift, I'm like, oh, he's Sauron. And then 15 yeah. minutes later, he's like, surprise, bitch, I'm Sauron. And it's like, I knew it 15 minutes ago. And then he's like, oh yeah, you thought there was one ring? Here's three. <laughs> well, they made them. I told you. I don't know shit, man. I'm just like, not, oh, there's well, explosions. Look how good my TV is. Like three, that's where I'm at. Three rings to the elves, nine to the men, seven to the dwarves. See, One to rule them all. That's why I still watch like shitty, high budget action films that aren't good movies at all, but they blow my mind visually and stimulate my <laughs> senses. That's what Rings of Power is for me. Okay, well, because you're saying these names and I didn't pronounce them correctly, I'll be reading the freaking the write ups and I'll be like Celebrimbor. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. our Arinder. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a big fan. It's my favorite. So I know you are. You are geeking out. I am right now. Let's hide your boner. To go back to finish the Sporting KC stuff. Um, this actually was a quote from a couple of weeks ago that we didn't talk about. But the other position that Sporting KC might be going after this fall or uh, this winter, uh, Peter Vermees had said previously um, on the Soren Petro program. Uh, when we talk about the center forward position, the number nine, I want to get another forward at the end of this year. That'll give us at least three guys in that position that can outright play the nine position. Um, there's a couple of things interesting about that. One, might be adding another striker. Always interesting when you talk about adding a goalkeeper. And that means that Peter Vermees is very serious about if something happens to either Willie Agata or Alan Polito, that you still have another person there who can be a goal scorer. The other interesting thing is Sporting KC is an option for Kyrie Shelton for 2023. Even if they exercise it, Vermees clearly has seen enough of Kyrie Shelton at striker, which is what most of the people online have been clamoring for, and he really didn't have much of an option until he brought in Willie Agata because uh, Voinovich didn't work out. But Peter is clearly looking at this and being like, look, okay, we're going to try to add a third striker. Um, we're going to see what we can do, and, and we're probably going to address some of the other positions as well. So, wow, we'll see. But I wouldn't hate to bring in another striker just to just to see what happens. Just so, get, let's get nuts. All right. Um, let's. You want to talk to some of these questions and thoughts that we got here? We got a, a few of them. Sure. So, uh, Mitchell Dimer, he always. I don't know if I say that right, but he always sends us his thoughts, and and I appreciate it. Um, he's got he's got a spicy take here. So he says, PV said there will not be a huge roster turnover. We do have to release slash unprotect some players. My prediction of outs, Shelton, Janis, Rod, Davis, Fontas, and Melia. There's a couple on there that I think, you know, Shelton, we got an option for. I don't know if we're getting rid of Melia. I'm still not convinced Melia is going to be gone after this year. I think he might come back one more year and we'll see. I want to say that too, but gosh, you just don't know, right? It, It you just don't know. We don't know. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's B. Schwartz now says, not a question, but a comment for both pods. I feel like sporting should be doing more to support the current. They made one post about saying good luck, the same that the Royals and Chiefs did, but well after. Should sporting be supporting the current more? 
Well, see, here I was. I was going to talk about it on the other podcast, but let's talk about it right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you can talk about it there too, but from, nope, from the sport. can't do on both. <laughs> no cross-contamination. Can't um, do it. From the sporting perspective, though, we've kind of talked about this a little bit on this podcast before. I definitely would like to see sporting do a little bit more to support the current. It feels like there's some weirdness there where I don't know if they're worried about stealing market share or what. There's plenty of room in this city for two good soccer teams. And yeah, I don't get but it. But only, only one of them really cared about voting no. So that's it's true. And only still one a little of them salty. I don't know why I'm salty, but it's thousands of dollars to a Republican candidate. Oh, and that's a thing. You know, that's not probably how a significant portion of the Sporting Casey fan base uh, would lean. And I'm not trying to say they should have donated to a Democrat candidate or anything, but I just... No. Where know. are those people that told us to stick to sports? Are they yelling at sporting saying stick to sports? It's weird. And I don't, don't make... think they are. Well, of course not. Funny how that they're works not... out. Yeah, they're not saying don't uh, donate your money like that. You know, it's just... It's ridiculous. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't surprise anybody. Right. So whatever. It's just not a good look that you're donating money to somebody who is trying to take away a woman's right to, you know, make decisions about her own body, who is actively trying to overturn an election, um, who uh, is denying significant problems in terms of systemic racism in the country, uh, sexism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, etc. I don't like it when my favorite team gives people like that money. So I would rather it not happen. I can't say I'm surprised. I'm sure the Sporting KC ownership in general, not everybody, but right. in general, billionaires don't tend to have the best interest of other people in mind. Weird how that works out. I'm sorry if that's breaking news, but it's... I'm not I just, surprised. You know. I'm not going to cancel my season tickets. I mean, no. it is what it is, but... It's just I, a little I, disappointing, I but not surprising is what I said. I do wish they worked a little more hand in hand and like promoted each other, you know, like big bro, little sis or whatever, you know, like they're using your stadium for God's sakes. Right. So I don't think they wanted him to. I think that was like, a, oh, we don't really have much of a choice. And if we say no, we're going to look like real dickheads. So we'll reluctantly say yes. But I guess. But because they like, didn't let him use it last year. Well, what? A, yeah, true. What about concessions and stuff? Aren't they getting some kind of kickback probably off their concessions probably but i don't know it's just it's always been weird with skc and the women's soccer team in kansas city and those graphics were almost certainly made by the current and they sent them out to the royals they sent them out to the chiefs they sent them out to sporting because they were all in the same style sure um which is not unusual i mean the sporting does that for the chiefs ku like they all do that kind of for each other when one of them is is going into the playoffs true i just i don't know i have no inside information this is just I get the feeling that there's not as much as I would like, but I don't know. Should we make our own graphic? For wishing, current? Yeah, wishing the current good luck. Oh, I think maybe we should. What do you so. know what do you know about Photoshop? <laughs> Enough to be dangerous. Well there you go. Then I, I'm texting you a picture <laughs> texting you a picture live right now that absolutely needs to be uh uh you know, what am I trying to say? Superimposed on one of those good luck images. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Right. You like that new feature where you can just tap, just hold it. The, and it... You just hold and take the freaking person, person out of a photo. I love it. Good I've been iPhone. doing it nonstop. Yep. Just nonstop. We, uh, let's do a couple more questions here. Um, Smith of snow. This is a spicy question. Peter Vermees only has one more year, 2023 left on his contract. So he might leave, he says. Well, Who SKC said? Smith of Snow. Oh, okay. I thought you said Peter. I was like, huh? Peter's not saying anything. Uh, P- Smith of Snow asks, "Will SKC make an uh, Will SKC make an all-in attempt to win MLS Cup next year? When do you think PV and SKC sign a contract extension, or do you think PV will take another job in MLS Europe or the U.S. Men's National Team?" What's your initial see, thought? See, now you're like now. When you throw the national team in the mix, and now you're on a World Cup year, mm-hmm. and say we absolutely crash out, which is more than possible, <laughs> and they're like, okay. Maybe likely. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Bear, Bear Halter, we're done with you. All right. You tried. You had your shot. Dude, tell me it's not impossible. I mean, tell me it's not possible that, that Peter would take that job. That's the only one that he would leave for. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's not going to leave he's, for Europe. He's not. He's certainly not going to another club in MLS. He's not going to go back home to his Jersey roots and be Jersey trash and and coach trash Red Bulls. Not he's going to sign a contract extension, almost certainly. Um, and the only club he would go to is if not club. The only other job he would go to would be the manager of U.S. Men's National Team if the situation were correct. Now they had an opening last time and they did not consider him at least not seriously. He had a conversation with them and he kind of was like, "I'm this isn't a great setup." Right. You know, not a great situation. He said, if, "Yeah." If Bearhalter crashed and burned so hard in in the World Cup in a couple of months or in a month, whatever it is, it's like five weeks away. Holy that shit! Yeah. U.S. Soccer had no choice but to fire him. Okay. Peter could consider that. Otherwise, he's not gone. For the couple of you, I'm not even going to name your names, who are like, when will the suffering end? Well, when we fire for me. Like, shut up. Honestly. Who said that? A couple of people whose names I don't want to name. Like, said the suffering. Yeah, as questions. Suffering. When will the suffering end? It ended like three, four months ago when Sport and KC started going on major winning streaks and became one of the better teams in MLS because we addressed the two biggest holes that we had been saying on this podcast since the beginning of this year in striker and attacking midfielder. And then the guy who's like, when we fire Peter for me, shut up. Like, he's not going to get fired. He fixed a major issue, almost took the team to the playoff. Like, literally two games go a different way, a couple of bounces go a different way, and we're in the playoffs and could be making a run right now. No team in MLS would have wanted to face Sporting KC in the form that we were in over the last couple of months. He's not going to be fired. He's actively addressing the problems on this team. He's going to be here. Get over it. Well, That's all I can say. I, yeah, he's not going to go anywhere, and I, I feel you. I know when dude, people want results, and they want them now. Well, we were just getting results. Right. Things are starting to take shape. So it's an off year for us, man. And uh, we'll we'll bounce back. I feel that. Uh, Connor Bateman, he says, who are you guys rooting for in the MLS playoffs? I don't like any teams left in the West, but I'm going with Dallas because screw the LA teams and Austin slash Felipe Martins because they bitch too much about being doubted when no one doubted them. FC Dallas, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Why not? Like, I, dude, screw the LA, the LA teams. No one likes them. Yeah. And Austin, you just said they're so obsessed with us, but we are not obsessed with you. It's just, it's we. Austin's obsessed with. Everybody. They're always like actively looking to fight people. Like they're trying to fight Matt Doyle. They're trying to fight Andrew Weeby. They're trying to fight everybody. And well, I'm like, why? stop this. Well, what are they gonna do? Roll up in in their in their Ford Focus and, and their craft beer. And and their alt 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 rock music scene. What what are they? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just assume Austin's a very hip town. I don't really know. I've never been Austin's there. Austin's a cool city. Is you know, it Sixth Street? There's lots of live music, cool little bars, lots of taco shops. I mean, oh, taco shops, cool. Pull. I mean, they're good tacos. <laughs> they're really good tacos. <laughs> so. You go to yeah, have some, people, people some don't breakfast pay tacos attention. in Austin. That's good. People don't pay attention to vegan tacos anymore, man. Well, a lot of people just don't care. I bet I Austin vegan tacos has, in Nashville. I Woo. bet Austin has vegan tacos. I bet they probably do. All right, all right. Yeah, see, and enough, enough with him. Get well, him out of here. We don't need him anymore. You... <laughs> I don't. I, I'm done with him. We don't need him anymore. He put, he put like a stock image of his own fans up because he probably wasn't even at the game, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot I own this team that just won a playoff game," and it's like, "Get out of here." Hey, that he's doing his due diligence, man. These is it? <laughs> I don't think it is. You got me mad now. Well, you said you look so mad. It's enough with Matthew McConaughey. You got me wheezing. I am wheezing, and that is very rare. <laughs> I just ugh, Matthew McConaughey. I don't like. <laughs> you know what's what's your what's your favorite Matthew McConaughey movie? I don't I don't know. I mean, I, look, I'm a I'm a fan of True Detective, I guess. <laughs> Season season one is great. That's it. That's all but you can think of. I just, I mean, honestly, the first else? the first movie that I thought of when uh, you said Matthew McConaughey was uh, How to Lose a Guys in Ten Days. You say <laughs> you couldn't even say Dazed and Confused. No, I, I the, literally the first one I thought of was How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Is he? He he was in Dazed and Confused, right? I'm not. I confused Maybe. that movie I I mean, with in, Fast Times, and it's not Fast Times. I think he was also in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, I think he, he was got... in Wolf of Wall Street, where he's basically just playing himself. Oh, never saw that. Yeah, it's you know. Wasn't he in Interstellar? Was never that a saw it. was that a space movie? Yeah, I didn't see it. I never saw that either. But space just, freaks me out, man. Enough with Matthew McConaughey. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I hate it. So, uh, well, I think that's that's about all we got for this week. Probably. I mean, is we, that it? There's not there's not a ton of sporting news. Hopefully, next week uh, we'll definitely have Roger, assuming all things go to plan, and uh, we might have some roster news. We'll see. But uh, but yeah, I think that's about all we got for this week. Sounds good to me, man. You uh, tune in, tune in tomorrow. Uh, we got a special interview on currently. That's right. Um, Executive Director of Communications Danny Welniak will be joining us. So awesome. Tune in for that. She she's a big deal. Executive Director like that. If you put executive in front of your name, it's a big deal. She was uh, a couple years ago on my uh, media game team. Wow, good because she's only a tackle football player. So champion, I believe. Yeah, I would absolutely take her on any team. If we were doing a scavenger hunt, I'd be like, get over here. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Dan and Chris tomorrow on currently right here on no other pod. Uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you leave us that five star rating and review. If you have not yet done so, uh, make sure you, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at JC Mac zero three. Follow Chris, Chris, Wright 21 on, uh, on Twitter, at least. I don't know if he's on Instagram or not, but that's his Twitter handle. And uh, shoot us an email, noetherpod at gmail.com, whether it's for uh, no other pod or for currently. You can send the emails uh, to that same email address. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. All right, all right. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.